uh, you know, organization. But uh, if you pay $40, they'll write whatever you want on a bomb or an artillery shell in Ukraine. I love that. Isn't that great? Like, you could, yeah, we're writing all kinds of, like, you know, TikTok stuff on them. Uh, <laughs> there's this tank that's, like, fitted out with a bunch of Doge decals, and it's called, like, the Chattinator or something stupid like that. Oh, my I God. Just, <laughs> I just fucking, I just love that. Especially right now with this, like, counteroffensive going on. Just imagine the Russians breaking lines and freeing as the Chattinator rolls over the hill. And... Russia is literally losing to a meme right now really really funny um but no i think that's that's funny but i also think it's just wild it's like dystopian isn't it how (laughs) this counteroffensive has just went so well crazy yeah um speaking of i saw this this guy on tiktok talking about uh how like assuming we live past the year like 2030 as a world you know history classes the next 100 years are going to be crazy because like he was like stitching a video of just some guy a tank driver driving as the tank was shooting like his pov of what it's like to be in the in the cockpit if you will and he just made the point that like there's going to be millions of videos and points of view for every kind of major event that they could study so like they can see everything in first person yeah i mean i've said it since the beginning of this conflict before it even started when it was still just a threat and we addressed it in one of our episodes from back in the day uh earlier this year or even late last year because this has been an ongoing thing for a while now but we made the comment that if and when this would happen, that it would be the most documented conflict that we have ever witnessed in our history. And it's crazy that you don't even have to go. Like, you know, there was a little bit of footage from, like, you know, the Middle East from Operation like Desert Storm on to now. But you had to go yeah. find it. Like, yeah. go to Live League or go to 4chan or whatever. But now it's like, it's just coming up on TikTok. And like so many people have TikTok. And I know not everyone's getting it, but like it's just these war POVs are just getting pushed to the masses. It's crazy. Well, it's uh it's a product of our environment. I mean, we have you know, this war sparked up in the middle of, you know, the s- smartphone revolution. I mean, the, the phones have come so far and the technology to capture um, your surroundings with them has, you know, evolved into such a, you know, high class, um, you know, area of, you know, photography. I mean, you can take 4K video on your fucking smartphone. Right. And, and they're take, relatively cheap too, like easy yeah. for the average person to obtain. Yeah, I mean, you can take uh, you know high definition you know photos too, um, and the accessibility to the internet and uh, social media and TikTok, in and out of itself is so easy to just interact with. That it makes sense 
and it really all started with the uh you know the afghanistan um you know pull out yeah that's what i was gonna say where we saw like just a crazy amount of videos and points of view and all kinds of stuff that's just the norm now and i think i think tiktok specifically has a lot to do with it just because of how the content is distributed not randomly but randomly to everybody yeah so like i mean like before stuff on facebook and youtube and you still had to do a little bit of searching or know the right people or be in the right circles of content mm-hmm. and now it's just it's so easy to access which is it's crazy yeah you have a for you page and you know you watch one video about it and then they're like oh he watched the whole thing he wants to see all more of it. more more all more and you know you have a lot of hashtags out there as well which help you know spread the content along and i mean if you do hashtag ukraine or love uh, for ukraine or any of those you know little hashtag remarks that you can slap in a video real quick i mean it's game over game over and you're gonna see it uh from multiple different perspectives you might even witness the same event from multiple different angles depending on where the person was standing how they were holding their camera and where they videotaped it from well and we also get to see like i think what we're seeing is crazy too because we get to see the like civilian impact like not like nothing before obviously mm-hmm. all the destruction and how their daily life has just completely been uprooted and changed but also it like personifies the soldiers because like you see all these like at least i see a bunch of like i don't i don't know the right word but like i don't know good ukraine content like a like um before the war after the war or just videos of these guys like doing stuff together and videos of the camaraderie and stuff like that so it's not just like faceless people from a different country fighting it's people that like you are able to form a parasocial connection with which is well i have to say that if you're on the ukrainian side and you have let's just say 75% of the world rooting you on and everyone's interacting with social media and you're interacting back um, and you have all these people supporting you and pulling for you and, you know, out there giving you, you know, their best intentions or vibes or prayers, whatever you subscribe to, however you choose to send positive energy someone's way, that's, uh, that's being felt much more on the ukrainian side of the conflict versus you flip a coin but yeah and the, even Ru- down- and, and the russian side is getting completely torn apart that has to cap some of that has to calculate into overall morale oh, of, i was gonna say it has to I mean, like even a small impact on like a personal level like the people yeah. who are making and releasing the content they're mm-hmm. seeing all this love and it's like got to be uplifting right yeah i mean compared to like our boys in afghanistan who were just sitting in the desert no contact for months yeah i mean mean? we we had been you know we had been long overdue to get out of that place anyways we just didn't do it right we left a complete vacuum for the taliban to come in and take over just a couple months later got to go back and fix it that's what it is no no we're (laughs) done we're done you're done 
You're done. Yeah. Yeah, done. No more. Um, so, yeah, I feel like if you're the Russian opposition, and I and I know that Russian morale uh, amongst your grunt frontline soldiers was already pretty staggeringly low considering they were all lied to from the beginning about their intentions and the you know what would be an interesting topic for us it's kind of off of our standard stuff but the fall of the wagner group like they came to you know the russian the main russian pmc company is wagner and like they came to fruition when the russians were in afghanistan and they were like you know like kind of in the same way that the russian army was in the same playing field as the American army, these Russian contractors are in the same playing field as, you know, I can't think of any of our contractor names, but the other PMC groups and like, they've just gotten destroyed by Ukraine. Like they used to have super high, like recruiting standards. And now they're basically taking people off the streets. Like it went from, you know, you have to have previous training and such to even apply to now it's, We'll train you for a couple of weeks and then throw you out there. Can you hold a gun? Yeah, basically. Well, just about anyone can hold a gun. Um, having um, strategic mindsets and you know battlefield experience and uh, weapons training and any of that other jargon that goes into being an effective elite soldier sounds like it's just been thrown out the door on these guys and i mean they're getting literally just a few weeks of training if that and they're saying go get them boys good luck we're all counting on you so but apparently there's a lot there's opposition in russia growing now like people are speaking out against putin and stuff like that and if you've seen oh, the uh several the, so people like, are calling for his resignation uh, immediately one of his big things was he doesn't wait on people he always makes people wait on him in meetings. Like that was like a big like honor and pride thing for him. Yeah. And this this past week at the their discount NATO, it's like you know Russia, China, yeah, right. all that, India, Turkey, yeah. all the dictatorships and yeah. communist countries. Yeah, yeah. pretty funny, they, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, dollar store NATO, but uh, barely all of those leaders made him wait on them to meet this past week. So there's just, there's pictures and videos of him just standing there awkwardly waiting for every single leader, and it's it's fucking hilarious. Well, he's more or less made himself a bit of a recluse in uh, his uh, allyship with other countries. I mean, Russia's been like really tiptoeish with them, but they're still showing obvious support for them. Um. I don't think China China's in no position to lend military supply uh, to Russia, uh, especially when that alone would cause a chain of events that no one wants to see unfold. But they're trying to kind of, I think, hype up their own military operation against Taiwan. And we all have been told and know for a fact that once that would happen, there is no question whatsoever that the American military is getting involved. USA. Yeah. And, and 
not you know, right I, for a, I know we talked about it when it happened, but I still think it's utterly hilarious that Nancy Pelosi um, completely called China's bluff and just was like, fuck you and your fucking rhetoric. <laughs> I'm going to land my plane wherever the fuck I want, and I'm going to go wherever the fuck I want. Because this is a free fucking piece of land, you piece of shit. This is big dicks only, sorry. And meanwhile, you had, like, every general, every defense, you know, cabinet member, every tweet that the president is sending out, every president's over there crying in the corner, like, please don't start World War Three, Nancy, please. My approval ratings. Yeah, he doesn't need any help with this approval rating. It, he's doing a pretty good job all on his own with that. Um, but, you know, that's the one and only time in her career that I'll probably give Nancy Pelosi the benefit of having a spine because that day she proved she had one. That's so funny. <clears throat> and, really, anyone who, I mean, yeah. and anyone who knows me knows I'm 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 middle of the road, libertarian, independent at best um so you know trust me there's some wackadoo fucking republicans that i can't stand either but none of them put their fucking nutsack on and went to taiwan on their own accord so that's crazy it would have been so crazy if her plane would have got shot out of the sky i mean that was also kind of a perk if it happened just like saying. really it was a way it's got it's got a win-win either we lose nancy Pelosi or we or we call China's out. bluff, you know. <laughs> That's so and, funny. And you know, they they knew better. They know the rules of the game. And they're mad that they had to follow them. You know what I was thinking about just yesterday? Like, it cracks me up that this is in line with what you said. The UN meeting place is in America. Like, yeah. like, like it's just like we're the, still the only world superpower the world police it's like yeah you you have all the and and it's actually kind of funny because some um you know analysts and uh i guess you know well-known figures and geopolitics still considers russia like barely a developing country still even though that's even though they're considered a superpower based off of their nuclear like, capabilities and their influence in the region but yeah. I, this definitely showed a lot like i think yeah i mean the term paper tiger is what i've heard about them and it's like yeah they look really good on paper but like at least militarily i mean also so does communism it's like i don't know militarily they had all this stuff from the soviet union that was just sitting around so they have a lot of numbers and then they're, economically, they're a they're, gas station. So yeah, it's like, they're using everything Nicolas Cage didn't sell in the movie Lord of War after the fall of the Iron Curtain in the Soviet Union. So if you And if you've never seen that movie, I highly recommend it. What cracks me up about that while we're riffing is the fact that Ukraine, at the beginning of the war, repelled the initial attack with Soviet equipment. Like, that is just ironic. Well, once Hilarious. again... Here, here's the thing. You're attacking people who are very passionate about their homeland, and you're attacking people who have more to lose than you do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Russia had nothing to lose by doing this except for innocent souls 
and old outdated military equipment and honestly (laughs) one thing scares me about putin leaving office and that's who comes behind him yeah because while he's he's horrible for russia he's not done a whole lot on the world scale that's bad you know what i mean like yeah, I mean, is he is he a worse. war criminal? Yeah, is he a domestic terrorist? Probably not. I mean, you gotta. Think, he loves though. his country, you know. He he loves his country so much that he wanted to put it all back to the way it was when he yeah. was growing up, because that's um, you know OG Russia is the Ukraine. This is just how my brain works, but you have to think that. If he did this and like he gets removed from power, you have to think there'd be a large swing in the opposite direction of where he was going, right? That's usually how these things happen. It's usually like an overcorrection, on, if you on, will. On paper, yeah. Or I mean, obviously, you know, we never you know. You might what could get someone and... a little more democratic in there, and that's honestly what they're going to need to get their economy to, um, yeah get anywhere back to normal again because right now that ain't that ain't a thing um the russian ruble ain't worth dick i know they've defaulted at least once this year on paying their bills but china's what's propping them up right now by buying oil and gas china is not far behind economically man their economy oh they're close to collapse yeah it is tanking before we move on from ukraine have you seen the wooden HIMARS they're using to fool the Russians? Yes. How funny is that? So basically they're constructing hyper-realistic wooden HIMARS systems, and then mm-hmm. the Russians are finding them and then yep. wasting expensive missiles on them. Yeah. I oh, mean, they're, they're outclassing them in every single form of warfare. I would and... love to see how deep our hands, actually, our, our intelligence community, how much we're actually doing like obviously we're giving them live battlefield updates and things like that but like what else what else are we doing well i i don't know but i think our involvement is a lot deeper than what we say it is we have never lied about shipping them military assets to use in combat that is well documented and been well addressed what's funny about it though is that we're not the only ones now i mean there are plenty of nato countries supporting the uk through military assets Uh, i mean i've seen a couple of you know photos of ukrainian soldiers um carrying like fn 2000 which is a swedish gun Uh Or maybe it's Swiss. I can't remember. Regardless, it's a European gun, but it's being supplied to the Ukrainians to use in the battlefield for their infantry. Dude, the uh, just I've seen TikToks of just the like the combination of different equipment and camos and firearms and shit they're using. It's exactly well, what you'd expect, and it's you can't crazy. have a countermeasure of this magnitude and this level of success. Without some well-funded, um, let's call them angel investors. 
worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, I mean, hats off to them for actually getting the groundwork done, but they aren't doing it alone. And then the equipment that they are using to counter offense Russia right now is advanced. It's but some of it's not, and I love that. I mean, yeah, some of it's old school shit, but still. They're using like commercial drones with commercial drop claw attachments to drop fucking mortar rounds on people's heads. Yeah. I mean, and you have Georgia. They're thinking about declaring war on Russia to get some land back they lost while Russia's getting their ass kicked by Ukraine. That's kind of. That's low key a little too soon and aggressive. Like, <laughs> I'm not, smart. I don't know, sh- I don't know shit about Georgia, but I mean, if you wanted to go ahead and make a complete fool out of Russia, that'd be, that'd be the, that'd way, be to the way to do it. Well, here's the thing I don't understand how Russia owns any land on the continental United States. Yeah, China does. Well, I was saying like Georgia, Georgia, the country. Yeah. Yeah. Bad jokes. Got it. <laughs> Um, should we acknowledge our absence? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, we're doing a podcast, aren't we? We just kind of, that was kind of some of our content right there. Just, like, yeah. A little bit. We still have to address the uh, UFOs over the Ukraine, but um, we can do that after we like say, hey. Welcome to the TJ and N show. Or no, that's not even right. It's been that long. Welcome to Unwise Analysis with uh, your with me and Nick. What even happened? Has it been three weeks or two weeks? This is week three. Week three. Uh, I was violently ill for two weeks. My whole family was, and then you guys were violently ill. And like, yeah, shit happens, man. Yeah, everyone kind of had different shit going on at different times and uh you know we had the fishing trip and then we did one episode after that and then we haven't done one since that's really funny yeah so huh yeah but uh yeah we're back for you know a little stint um of some quality content that we are so famous for producing yeah, you know it, buddy. Uh, glad to be back. I hate taking time off, but there was no way I could record a podcast the last two weeks. Yeah, no. Same same here. And uh, yeah, our uh, famous third wheeler, um, Joshua, He's uh, he's been the big MIA for the last two weeks. He, <laughs> he hasn't really had any correspondence uh, to really speak of. Uh, the the most recent update I have on on that poor soul is he he hurt his manhood going hunting. Manhood. So yeah, um, <laughs> luckily not with a gun, but just uh, overextension. Overextension, yes. Uh, him and his wife were supposed to come over this weekend, so maybe they'll come over tomorrow. Well, yeah, I was gonna say we'll he still got half alive. a he still got half a weekend to try and figure that out. <laughs> See if he lives. Or the legend's true. Does he live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it happens. So yeah, um, yeah, we're back. You know, we were gone for two whole weeks, and obviously this is the the third. So we're actually recording on the third. 
Saturday from whence we recorded before. So we're not complete pieces of shit. Uh, you're only <laughs> we missing came back with the milk. You're only you're only missing two whole episodes, okay? And chill out, JJ. We're doing yeah. our best. Yeah. yeah. People have lives. We do this for fun. We're not making any money off of it. So uh, the fact that we keep coming back trying to be better is uh, just a sign of our insanity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We keep doing the same thing over and over again, except, you know, expecting a different result. Um, But alas, I digress. So UFOs in the Ukraine is... uh, not uncommon for wartime considering there's a lot of different shit flying through the air than there normally would be right and uh, that's a trend throughout history you know especially since we discovered nukes there's like always high frequencies of ufo reports in war zones and of course you could say you know it's a war zone of course everyone's not revealing their asset positions all the time which does make sense uh but a lot of it's backed up with like extra bits. It's like objects moving in radical patterns or especially fast and things like that. And it's like, they're probably just hanging out watching the show, honestly, seeing how we do things. Yeah. Um, so I think it's worth mentioning since we're on the subject, there's also not a lot of like photographic evidence of the claims that they're making especially about you know the stuff over kiev like that's one piece of the puzzle that's not theirs we're not getting a whole lot of um evidence visual confirmation of anything weird going Uh, on a lot of the reports are coming from astronomers just doing their daily dues right and this is pulled from reddit and i'll give you the numbers if you're someone who likes the numbers but they mean literally nothing to me it just they're big numbers very fast uh so what makes this article interesting is the astronomers are claiming they're seeing things traveling at 15 kilometers a second regularly that's uh 54,000 kilometers an hour or 33,554 miles kilometers per hour or 33,554 miles per hour in freedom fractions that's why it stands out they're having to use equipment made for tracking meteorites because they're moving so fast and they're also reporting that objects appear to absorb all the radiation and reflect nothing back is interesting. Wow. And it's, I don't think uh, complete absorption is a capability any nation claims to have. And that's true. And it's not to say that like nations don't, and it's just top secret, but like on, on like public record, our, like the B-52, our stealth bombers and stuff like that, they show a signature the size of a bird. So it's like very, very, very small, but not complete, you know, absorption of all the radiation sent their way. So that's super interesting that these things are moving like so fast, faster than like anything we have. Absolutely. And uh, there's also not a, you know, terrible explanation for it either, because some of it could... uh, you know, stuff that isn't traveling that fast could be people just seeing drones. Especially, you know, you're not ninety percent of it is that. probably that military stuff. Um, you know, there is also a slim chance that if 
like I said, this would help if we were getting confirmations of what type of UAPs they were seeing. But if they were seeing any sort of triangular light forming object in the sky, it's a very good chance that it could be a top secret space, uh, not spacecraft, but a aircraft known as the TR-3B, which is a um, non-talked about, but known about secret aircraft that we apparently are in possession of. And it is described as a zero gravity craft that is capable of moving at um, just ungodly speed, speeds that you're talking about on your, uh, uh -huh. you know, Reddit numbers there. Uh, there in one instant and then disappears in the blink of an eye. Like literally you have, you can't even comprehend where it went. Um, there's also some rumors that it is, has onboard um, laser capabilities and plasma capabilities. Now, obviously not like a Star Wars laser, but an actual laser device that is capable of destroying things like uh, it's electron. It would be, sorry, it would be funny if something that advanced, like like you got to go out all out and do the lasers. You can't do something that is anti gravity and have kinetic weapons like missiles sticking out the side of it. You know. Yeah. No. So I mean, using like a, a very accurate, high powered onboard laser would be able to target specific electronics and yeah, basically decommission them uh, what if it's like a superhero laser that just cuts shit right in half how crazy would that be i mean if you're already i mean if you have a supposed anti-gravity aircraft then i suppose you could more than likely have lasers that are capable of splitting humans apart why not so so from but from my understanding we currently have stuff like that but it's not like a cut you in half laser. It's like a aim it at you and explode. You explode kind of laser. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> just because of the pure radiation and shit. It yeah, off. It's just, just the pure heat <laughs> expanding radiation in your body. It just kind of makes you into a Pop. microwave yeah. hot pocket that got nuked too long. Like a pizza roll. Yeah, I'm a pizza roll, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's also, um, I think there's rumors of weaponized satellites that are capable of dispensing signals on individual targets, um, pitches of sound that you can't physically hear, but are in a pitch range that is capable of nauseating you, disorienting you, and making you physically ill. Can you imagine if you could, like, it's like a flashbang. Like, literally, you just, like, yeah. target the fucking satellite at this building and everybody inside it is flashbang for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. Crazy. Literally, literally just fuck your whole day up. Well, isn't that, like, uh, what Havana poisoning is? A Havana sickness? Isn't it, like, they think it's a uh, effect from uh, laser attacks? We'll have to look into that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd have to kind of brush up on that. But we have all kinds of perspective topics. It just makes you think like MK Ultra was at the end of the day kind of a gimmicky experiment. That being 
using psychedelics to manipulate people's minds. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Do you know why we started MKUltra? Hmm. Somebody just assumed that the Soviets had a mind control program. Like, it was just like, there was no proof. The Soviets did not have one. Like, factually, we know that. But somebody on our side just kind of, like, figured they did. And the argument was, well, if they have one, we have to have one. So that's why we had a mind control research program. Well, you're also talking about the country that developed, used taxpayer money, billions of it. Oh, I think. I think it was exactly a billion to develop a ballpoint pen, a pen that is capable of being used in space. And the Russians took a pencil. So. Yeah. Yeah. The pencil had its problems. The shaved graphite has to have somewhere to go when you sharpen it. (laughs) (laughs) In space, it just goes into the air. Yeah. I mean, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> it still worked out I think regardless you ask all those Russian dog cosmonauts that never came home isn't it just weird though that excuse me I had to take a drink um, I'm thirsty it's a little per- perched parched anyways <laughs> like a bird I like a perched <laughs> like a bird um, get my wawa anyways or was I? What were we talking about? I said something about Russian dog cosmonauts. Oh, yeah. They died. Um, <laughs> that they do. Isn't it crazy, though, to think that all these ballpoint pens that exist in our daily lives, but it all stemmed <laughs> from a secret project that NASA was funded with to take a pen into space? But you can just go to the grocery store now and buy, like, a 12-pack of them for a few bucks. <laughs> and... I mean, it's brilliant. It really is. It became Whoever has the patent, make it bang for ballpoint pens. Well, I don't think anyone has an exclusive patent on it because there's so many different pen manufacturers and they all have a ballpoint pen somewhere. So it's really a, I think it's one of those things where it's so old that there is no patent on it. Right. Longer, and anyone can make their own iteration of a ballpoint pen. Have you seen the people that like, invent super niche things like i saw the guy on tiktok he's like damn near a billionaire and he just like he invented the software that allows you to pay for things with a credit card or something like that something like so now every time anybody swipes a credit card he makes like two oh yeah he's like yeah he's he's basically um has something to do with ads and i've seen people do but basically, if you want to become like a, if you want to host ads on a specific website uh, through your, you know, your own shit, you can, and you get clicks on that and you get money for every time someone clicks on that. And I think if the advertisement is so good and they click on it and then it actually converts them into a customer and they spend money. Then there's like another little chunk of change that yeah, you get out of it you, too. YouTube, there's like a specific type of like referral link that YouTubers use that yeah. does that. Where you, you like, it's like layers on layers of like, you do this, you get a discount. And also I get a percentage of 
whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyone like specifically giving out like coupon codes for any website, they obviously are endorsed. I mean, yeah. That's just the way it is. Well, that's what it is. Use code whatever at checkout and get 10% off your order. And then also a percentage of your order goes to me. Yeah, they probably give them that 10% off and then they probably kick you back five for the sale. So they're losing 15% off of the sale of a unit. But if they sell fuck tons of that unit because you advocated it, now everyone is in a win-win scenario. Yeah, it's a nice little system. Except for the consumer. Bam, bam, bam. The consumer's out of money and more than likely didn't buy anything of that great of quality, but spent enough money on it to make it feel like feel they did. Feel like they did. Isn't yeah. that crazy that it's like you get what you pay for is not a standard? Like it's not something you can necessarily rely on in all purchases? Not anymore. Yeah. Everyone's cutting corners these days. Like there are some things, like I would say like a lot of boots are like that. A lot of like a lot of things you use hard, like tools and shoes and boots, stuff like that. Tools you definitely get what you pay for. Boots I'm going to say yes and no. I say that's why I said a lot of brands, because there are like like a lot of things that you buy for the brand name, I don't feel like are necessarily high quality. Well, here's the thing about tools, though. It depends on the application in which you plan using on them, because in certain cases, a cheaper like economy Walmart tool set is all you need, and if you buy it, and you know it's cheaper than buying any one snap-on tool by itself yeah um yet you got a whole box of tools for the same price as one tool from a uh, professional line of you know like top-notch shit uh, milwaukee is the same way you buy milwaukee and you're like oh yeah i i got a milwaukee this is gonna be legit uh versus if you go and get the black and decker version of it it's like it's going to function, but it's probably not going to last as long. Um, and really, if if you're only going to use it a few times a year, you know, the Black & Decker is going to outlast the necessity to spend all that money on a Snap-on or a Milwaukee right. or anything like that. Yeah, that's true. So the same goes for that little tool set. If you're just going to do some around the house, like, oh, I need to tack a nail here so I can hang a picture or... Oh, I need I need to measure out this wall to make sure this piece of furniture is going to fit. Or, you know, if you have a socket set or screwdriver set, you can do, you know, small repairs on things that require those tools. It's perfect for that. But if you're going to buy that and go to 84, then run off to 84 lumber and and buy some wood and then doghouse and then. you know, decide to go out onto the streets and be a contractor with your cute little $30 Walmart toolkit, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna fare very well on that. Can you imagine if you hired a contractor and that's all they rolled up with? They rolled up in like a <laughs> Prius and just came with that little black toolbox you buy at Walmart. I'm here. Boss says I need 16 foot two by fours <laughs> for concrete forms. 
<laughs> yeah, they gotta be straight. <laughs> Can't you tell if they're straight? You're the one that works here. Yeah. And then they want you to Oh god, I'm so sorry. And then they want you to figure out how to you know, get these 16-foot boards inside of their Toyota Prius, and you're like, no. It's okay if I set it up against the, like directly up against the windshield, right? That's not a problem, or, right? No, that totally won't break your shit. That, will not, that, will not break, that will not break your windshield whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, it will. It will. Nick, you ever play GTA? Never. What's that? Never played GTA? Mm-mm. You ever seen someone play GTA? Don't think so. What is it? I've never Grand heard the- of it. Grand Theft Auto. No, I've never played that. Never played it. Okay. I'm so just Grand- kidding. I know what GTA. I, is, <laughs> I was gonna. Sake. I was gonna go with the bit. And explain no, to you don't do it. Don't do it. <clears throat> yes, obviously, I've played it. Well, have you ever played it and thought, man, it'd be cool to do this in real life? Depends on what we're talking about. What are you? What are we specifically saying would be cool to do in real life? You can do a lot in GTA. Maybe like breaking out of somewhere you're supposed to be, running off, and breaking into someone's home, finding some firearms, and then getting in a shootout slash standoff with the police. No. No, never crossed your mind. No. Well, apparently you're not a 14 year old girl or a 12 year old boy. Um. So that's. It's really good for you. That's the segue. All right. Let's lay it on me. <laughs> um, that's that's it. That's the whole story. Now, in Florida, a 14-year-old girl and a 12-year-old boy ran away from a group home. Uh, they broke into an empty house, and the homeowner uh, had an AK-47, a handgun, a shotgun, and a large amount of ammunition. So the, the boy grabbed the AK, loaded a couple magazines. The girl grabbed a pistol and a shotgun, loaded them up. Police surrounded the home and uh, ended up trading shots with the kids. The kids fired first, I should say. But uh, about halfway through the shootout, the police realized these are children that are shooting at us. And there's body cam footage that I watched of this. And this one cop is behind a tree in the backyard. And the girl's just shooting at him with the shotgun, right? And the commanding officer on scene is like, comes over the radio and he says, hey, hey, let's not, no, don't return fire. Hold your fire. Let's not shoot these kids. Let's wait it out and see what we can do. And this cop is like, copy, they're shooting at me. Like, he just has like so much like annoyance in his voice, which I feel like is kind of valid because he is getting shot at and it doesn't matter if the bullet is fired by a grown man or a child, it's going to kill you the same way. Yeah, it's not like you're going to survive because, uh, you know, a kid is pulling the trigger and not someone <laughs> exactly. else, like an adult. But it's, I just thought it was really funny, and like how annoyed he was. Like, it was valid, I understand that, but he's just <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why are we doing this? But um, <clears throat> he's also the same one There's in this funny camp. He's like, he's upset about this. He's like, don't make me do this. Don't make me shoot you. Come on, you know, don't do this. Uh the girl ended up getting injured, <clears throat> like, like a like a flesh wound, and the yeah. police were able to uh, talk them down, from my understanding. So how like how crazy is that? Like kids. So no one died. Uh, no deaths. Yeah. 
But apparently there's this thing where this girl says something along the lines of like, let's get this like GTA. So the, the girl was shot and wounded by a deputy suffering life-sustaining injuries, but she's in stable and critical condition as of like critical, but stable condition. As of now, the boy was unhurt. She's critically stable. Critically stable. Yes. And then what about the boy? Did he was just un- tackle him? Or what? Yeah, he was uninjured. I think probably after she got shot, he's like, oh, shit, this is not like GTA. <laughs> this is this is real life. That looks like it hurts. I don't, no, want, I don't want to do that. <laughs> if you get shot and die in the real world, you don't get to come back for 150 bucks. No. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like, they're both charged with, obviously, attempted first-degree murder, armed bog, armed burglarly and attempted murder of a police officer yeah but uh how fucked up are these kids are they like just friends they met in the group home and escaped together they were like bonnie uh, and clyde thank god it, it cracks me up that she like the boy who had to the boy is the only person who could have said this i feel like but he said that she's like i just let's get this shit like gta we're coming around here killing cops and it's like you're a child. You can't even legally drive a vehicle. What are you? What are you talking about killing cops? You know that's a good point. If your kid can't drive a car, maybe they have no business actually playing GTA yet. I'm also curious to how these guns were stored. If they were able just to find this this dude's small arsenal in his home, was the home not being lived in? No, it was being lived in. It was just vacant at the time, empty at the time. Oh, okay. Because there was there was the homeowner's guns. What what I kind of imagine is a lock unlocked gun safe in the back. Yeah. Well, they knew how to use them apparently. Yeah, I mean, on a very basic, no problems, functional level, they are just point and shoot, you know. But yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it. Oh, definitely, especially with like the rifle platform of the AK. Like, I feel like the shotgun is portrayed in media enough that, like, if you watch a lot of stuff, you could probably figure out how to load a shotgun. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the handgun, you have to assume the magazines are just loaded in nearby. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess with the AK, too. But still, you have to figure out how to properly insert the mag, rack the bolt, and probably eject the mag and then if you have any kind of jamming or rounds getting caught up or anything like that well if it's a true ak it won't jam no but i think they can still do the brass cotton the dust cover yeah <clears throat> i don't know crazy Spe- bonkers speaking of russia they made the Kalashnikov 1945 i really want one an authentic uh, one would cost you some fucking money no i'd be content with a cheap uh you want oh, like a indian knockoff one well i was gonna buy one that's chambered in 22 just for funsies uh, like yeah yeah something like that i could i think would be cool it'd be if that'd be a fun little squirrel gun that's what that would be an ak-22 <laughs> yeah it had like a 50 round drum bag craziness I mean, at one time, I kind of wanted an AR-22 just because I knew they were cheaper. Well, that one was like 375 I think. It really was not that bad for what it is. Yeah. 
And that's just one small drill hole away from a felony, my friend. Yeah. But the problem with that, with the 22, is, is you have the you run into like routes catching each other down the barrel if you fire it too fast. Now we're a guns podcast. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, we, uh, we're not afraid of the Second Amendment here. But, uh, oh, sir. You know, we were raised on it. <sighs> So it's not as scary for us as it is for some people. Right. Uh, um, okay. Did you hear the whole CBAT thing? We're kind of really late on this. But no. You didn't hear any of that? No. Uh, should I play the song? And then I can like splice it into the uh, podcast later, maybe? Sure. Let me find it. So basically, it was a Reddit story that, that popped up on... Uh, um, TikTok and went viral mm-hmm. but this dude said that he, he he basically like was uncomfortable when he first started having sex so he made he curated this sex playlist where he felt comfortable like thrusting to the beat and the rhythm and the of all these songs right so he played this playlist every time he had sex and yeah. there was this song called sea bat by hudson mohawk that he always it was his favorite song and he always like nutted to it and uh, after two oh. years, his girlfriend told him that she hated the playlist and she hated the song. So, like, the song's kind of ridiculous and it has this, like, rhythm. And everyone was arguing at first whether he was fucking to the tempo or the actual rhythm, like what he was thrusting to. But in the post, he says rhythm. So I, he's, like, literally he's thrusting to this rhythm. And it's just, like, everyone's just making fun of him. And it's hilarious and it blew up and he ended up following up and he released the playlist for everybody to have on youtube mm. and uh him and his girlfriend ended up breaking up over the whole ordeal but it's hilarious it's just a hilarious story and this is the song think you could fuck to that song hmm no i don't think no. so uh i did and uh oh, it, okay. it was, <laughs> i had to try it yeah um not for me it's a little i don't know it's a little like i don't didn't flow well didn't, no didn't, didn't, didn't sound well. like it would i'm all but also you got to think you can't go like in 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 you have to go like in out in out with the with the rhythm Man, but, uh, you're a great instructor <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it wasn't you, you instruct uh high school kids and band right it's so funny yeah no <laughs> oh no you quit that day job did you oh no they yeah yeah i quit well i didn't quit they like didn't want me to come back but it's fine oh it was no like bad blood stuff i just uh lapsed on my licensing so the Mm. only state only only city only school system in the state that requires my position to hold a certain license 
and I let my license lapse and they like were like sorry can't hire you back so plus I have two kids now so it's hard to just go disappear for yeah, an extra no. 12 to 14 hours a week yeah I get it I get it so it, I would love it, to like honestly, I want to yeah. do it again but you know it's just like meh I'll say it probably makes your life a little bit easier so it does but it was very fulfilling it was a lot of fun you know it, uh, you know what I made? I made two twenty an hour. That's what I made. Oh. It would did not pay the bills, I'll tell you that, buddy. No. Not when you're only doing it a few hours a week. Oh, and I got paid like a lump sum. I would get paid like a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars or whatever for the whole season. So like I did all the work for no pay and then got my pay at the end of the year. That's nice. But I mean, like it was like a, I really genuinely enjoyed it. They do that to a volunteer firefighter. They, uh, yeah, they, they make a lump sum check at the end of the year for their volunteers. the end of the year. Holy shit! Yeah, for their so like if you work. die on the job, you simply don't get paid for all that work you did that year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all for free. Yeah. Most of the time, <laughs> volunteer firefighters are very small, um, like township fire departments or one of the departments. one of the guys i work with at Holmes was on the green camp fire department and he had some gnarly stories and it ranged mm-hmm. from like genuine house fires to like your standard old lady my chest hurts calls <laughs> he said one time he took a shit in a burning building because yeah. it was either that or poop himself so like yeah. the house was actively on fire but mostly uh, under control so he just pooped in the, like in the bathroom in this house that was on fire oh on you isn't that hilarious mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it was also cool because like our store was situation at a horrible intersection there were probably like 25 to 30 accidents a year at this intersection so it was really cool to get to see him respond to stuff like that yeah before i got there apparently they told me the story where like they they came in and like when they came to work that day someone's car was just on its side in their parking lot got an accident in the intersection and then came like up and over the fence and came to rest on its side in the parking lot honestly i'm surprised i haven't seen more people eat shit with the way that they drive around each other i got on my around me and i'm like <laughs> no no drama. i got in a road rage in a road rage incident the other day I normally don't yell at drivers because I'm a bitch and people have guns, right? But uh, yeah. this lady like came out of nowhere. She cut across four <laughs> lanes of traffic to get into the Duncan parking lot from across the street. I didn't see her, and I like, and she had no. There was no reason she should have been there. She did not like. <laughs> I was not at fault here. I don't know how I didn't smack her bumper. Like I was like standing on my brakes, you know, could have made a diamond between my butt cheeks and how tight they were clenched. So I like whipped in the in the Duncan parking lot. And I was like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" And she said, "I didn't see you." And I said, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" And she said, "I'm sorry." And then I drove off like it wasn't anything crazy, but I was shitting bricks when that happened. Huh? <laughs> I drive a big truck. How do you not? How do you not see it? Drive a big truck? Yeah. How do you not see it? I don't know. I've always seen it. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't I don't understand what their problem was. I mean, I was looking for it when I was trying to track down your house, but you guys have that little secret 
back entrance. So yeah, I parked back to, there. Yeah, hard to hard to kind of find you when I was like, I found the number and I pulled into a driveway and it wasn't yours. So, yeah, that happens. DoorDash is the worst. Like pizza delivery places, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have they have no clue what you're trying to achieve, man. Even oh, if yeah. you give them like very straightforward instructions on they the just don't delivery, read it. They they're just, just like don't. they like they look at the first letter of the sentence and they're like, no, no, it's going I, uh, I, the first door I see. Yeah, if I'm at your address and I knock on the door, your ass best be answering it. Otherwise, <laughs> this pizza is getting donated to my stomach. Exactly. Although I do like the fact that we're at a point in our history where we can just ask delivery people to leave it on the front porch and don't fucking talk to me. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. It's so nice. I love, I, yeah. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> the anxiety of opening that door for the delivery person just to like have a quick fake interaction with them always made me feel ill. And I'm usually doing something else when they arrive. I'm like in the middle of a task. I don't got a shirt yeah. on or anything. I got to rush over to the door. Yeah, I mean, assuming like, you already have your tip taken care of and everything is square, I just dump it on the porch. I'll see you next time. Or, thank you, you know thank what? Thank you so much. You know what? No, I actually won't see you next time because I'm never answering this fucking door for you. Based on my own opinion of customer service, I got to assume they like it too. I mean, I got to assume they like not having to interact with a bunch of people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, retail right now it's so tough but grocery stores they're still getting hit pretty hard um, oh i don't even do that anymore i'm so i'm so glad that's my favorite part about living in our current timeline is grocery pickups fuck yeah no they're useful i've used them quite a bit myself but i don't know there's still something about just going to the store and being able to see everything laid out in front of you versus me having to think of like yeah i get fuck, that. what do i need i need to they also it in. they pick bad produce which sucks dick because it's like just give well, me a decent one yeah so if you're shopping all the pro- produce there does it either doesn't last or it's already too far gone by the time you're there to get it um same goes with their bread they're like yeah. bun. Their hamburger buns are always only like a couple days away from their sell-by date, well, good-by date. I'm we like, just did a why? pickup yesterday, and there was mold on top of the strawberries we bought. Like, yeah. bitch, I know you saw this when you put it in the cart. Like, I know you. <laughs> I know. Where'd you get it from, Kroger? Walmart. Walmart. Okay. So now I got to do a refund. So now on my four hundred dollar grocery order, I'm gonna get a three dollar refund from that for the strawberries four hundred dollars we had to buy a bunch of diapers and wipes too this time oh, so it was no. a extra yeah those are the worst we had the, the fucking diapers wipes and paper towels all came up at the same time no yeah i refuse <laughs> somebody's wearing pit newspaper that's, that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> here's this cloth we're gonna have to wash it for you, but hey, yeah. hey, kid! I know you're not a year old yet, but uh, potty training time. Yeah, right. Uh, you guys got Lizzie potty training yet? Yeah, we're pretty close. It's more like she's at the point where she doesn't want to sometimes. That's you know what I mean. Where it's like yeah. she's not all the way there yet, but didn't. You know, people try that shit like from six months old, like not like active potty training, 
but they like hold their infants over the yeah. toilet and yeah. shit that mm-hmm. if it works great but that's a lot of work infants shit all the time yeah i mean trying to gauge when they're gonna have to go to the bathroom based off of like Beating facial stuff. facial cues is like wow yeah you're paying really really close attention <laughs> which is fine good for you it's your your kid you do you do you but damn that's impressive yeah it is. if yeah. i was worthy of doing it i would have considered it but speak i have a i have a a bad mom quotation bad mom and our assholes if you want to move that way it's a pretty short episode but you know it'd be like that Damn. I mean, the only other thing to say is uh, R.I.P. Lizzie number two. I fucking forgot. Okay, I have another thing on this, actually, after we talk about this. How, (laughs) How crazy. How crazy is it? There's so many things. They have to change their money, right? So, like, they slowly have to change all their money to Charles. That motherfucker is 70 years old. We're talking max 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 30 years like and that is like pushing it mm-hmm. and it's like they're gonna have to do the same shebang in another 30 years well they're not even gonna be done getting it all out of the circulation in fucking 30 years i mean you look how old his mom got um wasn't the queen's mom like yeah 101 i think yeah they live a while that's what well, they have so, like the best healthcare in the world. Like, of course, being the royal family. Oh yeah, but they're also. I mean, he's a he's a man, it's so he has How? he has a very different uh, he has very different you know physiology compared to his mother and, and his and his grandmother. You're right, but you you can't tell me they're not inbred somewhere in line. They are. Maybe everyone, not recently, ev- but no, everyone in England has a. Well, That's really any, funny. Royalty. Anyone, anyone of royalty in England has a little bit of inbred. I mean, and... You got to think before World War One. That's all wars were: were inbred dudes beefing over turf. Hey, listen, I'll have you look at it this way: if you believe in the creation story that is told in the Bible, we're all technically related. Among You're not wrong. Because Adam and Eve are the original mommy and daddy. And then they only had a couple kids. And those couple kids were forced to kind of, you know, have to repopulate. And then as their kids have kids and their kids have kids, the bloodline eventually gets diluted. So, I mean, it's not possible for, um, you know, that to occur. But at the same time, it's kind of icky. Think about. <laughs> so. it, it and, and and it really comes down to you know anyone saying you know the bible's a pure and wholesome book well, well no it's not and and i don't know any scripture that directly um confronts this issue but there's totally um bunch of incest in, in, incest in the bible <laughs> there just is there's no other just way pray around that bit yeah <laughs> god forbid you're a sodomite but if you you know want to fuck your sister to repopulate the earth then let's do it it is what it is man it's... yeah let bygones be bygones god's work right there 
That's 100% Jesus. Okay, so I had this thought. They might not be correlated, but 9-11 recently happened, right? Did it feel like 9-11 to you? Like a normal 9-11? Or did it seem like there was less remembrance? Dude, it was was completely off, yes. Isn't that crazy? Google didn't even put up, like, anything. Like, I didn't see a bunch of posts. No, like... Google usually re- like does a remembrance thing for people's birthdays and historic events, and they didn't do this year. Not even a black ribbon. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, why? Like, I, it's so funny that the whole never forget, and it's like we forgot. As soon as 9 11 is old enough to order a drink, we don't care about her anymore. Well, I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's necessary. It's necessary. But yeah, essentially, it it comes down to is this, you know, is this a is this a case of where we're we're starting to get so far away? There's more and more people alive now who weren't alive for that. Um, We lost all the boomers during COVID, so nobody's here to care. Shut up. <laughs> oh man, I still love the fact that someone asked Aaron Rodgers his body count once. Didn't he, he say he did perks before every game? Did perks? Yeah, perk thirties. I have no idea, but I'm talking about because he was <laughs> he was one of the dudes who lied about being vaccinated in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers was, <laughs> and. So these guys were like, so what do you think your body count is for all the little old ladies that uh, you're responsible for giving COVID and dying? And he was like, <laughs> listen, I know you guys are just doing your thing and you're trying to be funny and comedic and whatever. He's like, but to be perfectly honest with you, I don't find that funny. <laughs> we're not. We're not talking about that. <laughs> they were like, Ooh. He just John Cena does. But so at any rate. So we're either getting to that point now, because you think about Pearl Harbor, we don't have like the yearly re- you know remembrance for obviously the day of Pearl Harbor is recognized on the calendar. But it's not like a big deal in media. <laughs> but yeah, it's not yeah. like we're still talking about it on the morning news on the anniversary of it. Um and you know, it might get a quick call out, but it's not going to be like a full on like I remember when those jet planes dropped bombs <laughs> on the Kennedy. Yeah, you're not going to get any of the uh, firsthand accounts on the you know morning news anymore from from that catastrophe. So we're getting to the point now where I feel like everyone just wants to move on from from that you know we don't you know we can remember it in in our own time in our own space i obviously i honestly you know thought about it that day and i was really shocked when i wasn't seeing a bunch of like remembrance posts or did i i was anything or anything else like like literally every year of my whole life it's been like a national holiday of sorts like it has been widely talked about and recognized and remembered and gone over and gone over and gone over. And there was, no one was even making memes 
I didn't even see a bunch of fucking memes on Facebook this year. No. Yeah, that's the other place I was saying. Just social media in general. I didn't see it a whole lot of anywhere. And, you know, that I... I could also be doing part that, you know, that event had a lot of eyes on it, had a lot of scrutiny. Um, the 9-11 commission was paid for, in my opinion. Um, they rushed it. They didn't take the time to consider any and all potential angles. And what it comes down to is, had they just done that, then we could probably figure it out by now that it was a setup. There's no doubt. There's that... no doubt in my mind that two planes flew into that building that day. But tell me that they weren't plants. I think it's crazy that like, like I know like Al Qaeda was in Afghanistan and, and everywhere, but like most of those guys were Saudis and like the Saudis made no repercussions for, for that. No, because they control the flow of oil from the Middle East. You, know, you don't build a city like Dubai on the skeletons of the dead. They, they did 9-11 and then dude wouldn't even shake Joe Biden's hand. That's what, that's what, yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, all that money that went missing from the Pentagon on 9-11 somehow made its way to Saudi Arabia. If that came out, I would not even slightly be shocked. Well, a trillion dollars in 2001 is probably double that now. Not, not that more. they need the money, but if just like that's how things happen, like they fucked us and got all that money, I would not be shocked in the slightest. There were very important people who worked in the World Trade Center every day like high up executive people and the tippy tippy top of those corporations bosses didn't come in that day because they just knew something wrong was going to you know, go go awry and the fact that those people weren't in that building that day is proof to me enough that the decision was made on doing to their part because they knew that that day was scheduled to have something terrible happen. I think, I don't know if I believe necessarily that we did it. I, I fall more in line with we let it happen. We knew it was going to happen and we let it happen. Yeah. I mean, the, there's a lot of different angles you can play with it because knowing of it and allowing it to happen um, definitely increased defense spending. Uh huh. And um, you know the whole Patriot Act shenanigans. And you know, yeah, the whole, the whole trillion dollars thing disappearing, that was a fleeting thought after a thing like nine eleven, wasn't it? Not. Yep. And it went somewhere. Yeah. Well, and then you know, obviously, any type of military and for you know, uh, any type of military conflict that you get involved with. You're now <clears throat> going to go to Congress and beg for money. And, you know, during that time period, George Bush, uh, George W. Bush. W. W. Um, w. Had, I'm pretty sure he had Congress and the Senate because he had just taken over earlier that year in January. He was sworn in of January that year. And they, uh, obviously 
weren't going to tell him, no, you can't have money to fight terrorists. So, of course, you increase your defense spending for not just homeland security, but a broad conflict and uh, military personnel. Like You're going to take that money and make your army the strongest that it possibly can be and still not get any results until 10 years later you finally catch the guy who you considered to be the mastermind behold the behind the whole thing uh, being that of uh, osama bin laden so eat my butt we got him boys yeah 10 years later it's funny to me that George Bush got the whole mission accomplished speech, and then Obama got the we got him speech. Mm-hmm. They both got the win, and we were still there. Like, they both said, we won the war, and then we just kind of stayed. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they in part, they knew that leaving would cause destabilization. And it did. Would, and would result in a hostile regime taking over. And that's essentially what still ended up happening regardless of how terrible the execution of that plan was leaving behind all that military equipment shame on them i gotta be honest with you i did not expect to talk about 9-11 no that's the beauty of these episodes (laughs) they're off they're off the cuff this is a true dumpster fire well it was you know it's september it was just last week and it's fresh yeah and and it was relevant because i as soon as you said it, i was like yeah yeah it's weird they just totally under underdid it this year and i think it's like we're due for a new one it's the sign of the times we got past the 20 year mark and now we're we're on year 22 and it's time to move or i'm sorry we're on year 21 and it's time to move on apparently i wonder i wonder if it's going to be the same next year or if it's going to be more because like there was like granted there was a lot of new coverage on the queen still but you got to think like 9-11 would take president over the queen not anymore yeah crazy it's an old trophy that used to hang above the mantle and now it's in storage bud yeah uh ready for some assholes yeah let's do it <clears throat> this one's shorter and i more just want your opinion on this kind of thing sorry uh because we're both dads says am i the asshole for napping while i watch my daughter and this is this is not go the way i thought it would right and we could talk about the way the other way too because i have thoughts on that but it says i male 27 have a seven month old daughter with my wife female 29 having a child this young is just straight up hell i have to work longer hours to cover expenses and i also can't sleep because of her sleep cycles on Sunday morning, my wife went out with her friends for the day, and I was watching our daughter. I had no energy when my daughter fell asleep in my arms. I was on the couch, and I did too. I woke up to my wife yelling at me with my daughter in her arms. She was going absolutely ballistic and telling me how irresponsible I was for sleeping with my daughter in my arms like that. I really think it isn't an issue, but it, but she clearly does. Am I the asshole? I don't know if, like, asshole is the right title, but it is irresponsible. It can be dangerous, especially on a couch. I don't know if they did this to you in the hospital when you guys had kids, but the SIDS video, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to think that's maybe it's just a regional thing, but that's probably a standard you'd think, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ohio Health is 
is all about making sure you see that video. By the time you have your second kid, they don't make you watch it again, thankfully. Um, it was rough. It was a rough watch, definitely. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, it, uh, and the fact that it's people who are are local because our video was featuring people from like Columbus, Franklin yeah. County, Westerville, yeah. you know, and basically Central Ohio in general. Like, it's like show it could happen. It happens here too, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it happens everywhere, and uh, you don't see it because. A lot of the times you don't interact with people enough to know who has and hasn't went through that horror in their life. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I so, so yeah, it's irresponsible. But I wouldn't say you're an asshole because right. I know I know a lot of great parents who co-slept with their children and they turned out just fine. Um, is it irresponsible? Absolutely. You know, it's not the best best practice by today's well, standards. But especially that situation is an especially dangerous one. Yeah. Being like on the couch and all that. Yeah, you have See, a fall. Depending on where you're holding them on the couch, you have a fall hazard. And or then, a suffocation hazard. Yeah. yeah. Could, you know, couches are, are uh, yeah, historically cushioned rather well. Um, and yeah, getting a little baby face down on that cushion would just be tragic. Um, see, I thought it was going to go, he was watching her and she was like in her crib asleep or something or playing or something and he fell asleep. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where I become based off the title, which is still bad, but I guess could be less bad, like depending on where the child is. And like, Yeah. But yeah, I was like, I just... Yeah, I don't think he's not an asshole. And like, but I see, I can also understand the wife like going ballistic Mm. with the hormones and everything. And obviously, I'm sure most, if not all, not all mothers are well versed in like SIDS and like know the dangers. And yeah, Yeah. I was just curious what you thought about that because, and and then that's what all the comments are basically everyone like giving him SIDS examples of like why. There, a lot of them say that you're not the asshole, but it is very irresponsible. And that's where I. That's where, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good place to be on that. Like I said, not gonna con- not gonna condemn him for being, you know, a human being and trying to sleep when the baby trying, sleeps. Trying to sleep, you know. I know how desperate it is with newborns um, to get any amount of rest and you're almost willing to do just about damn near anything to get some fucking sleep eventually and if that means breaking down and and co-sleeping then do what you gotta do but just be safe so just do it safely yeah yeah there are ways Um, to co-sleep safe it's not comfortable for you safer yeah safer i mean like yeah like that's like no objects in the bed like no pillows. No Ron Johnson like, is an example of an irresponsible co-sleeper, though, because <laughs> they would co-sleep <laughs> with that baby. And I and, imagine they just plopped it in the middle of them and rolled over. And sleep. one morning they woke up. Ron woke up and he had rolled over on him, and he thought he killed him by suffocating him to death. It's horrible. No, that's that's yeah. Honestly, when you're a big fat bastard like him, you really shouldn't be doing it. Nope. Um, with your, your body weight, with yeah. your body weight alone, so 
Because I mean, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even know that like being a especially being a big guy that yeah. weighs a fraction of you. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, it's like his calf literally. Yeah. So crazy. What do you do? Yeah, don't do that. That's, move, that's, move, <laughs> moving on. Give <laughs> me just one second. I'll cut the silence out. It's okay. I'm cutting out the silence, yeah. Had to hit the old inhaler. Inhale. Oh, goodness. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my mother-in-law my daughter could no longer stay with her at her mm. house during the week? Mm. Says my daughter, six female, has recently been asking to stay, asking her grandmother to stay at her place more often. And my mother-in-law just decides to tell me that my child is staying at her place. Now, normally this wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't think too much about it. However, my husband said that my daughter has been asking to stay there because of the yelling at our house. I I will admit recently that I've been losing my patience with her more easily than in the past. So, yes, after asking her three times to do something, I will yell at her for asking her to please do what I asked. When I found out this is why she was going over there so much, I told my husband and my mother-in-law that it would be stopping. By no means am I a bad mother. And both of her siblings completely understand that I yell out of frustration from the lack of listening. And they've admitted that they know if they just listen the first time to what I to what I say when I'm nice and calm, things run smoothly. I've also always explained to her why I yelled at her after the situation is calmed. So to me, her asking to go over there because I yell is just an excuse. She isn't uh, made to behave the same way there as she is here and she knows it. I've heard how she talks to her grandparents and I'm disgusted that they don't say a word about it. But now both my husband and my mother-in-law, who already hates me, are super pissed off that I, that I said she can't go over there for excuses like this. I'm not stopping her from going over there completely, just stopping this behavior where when she doesn't like something, she runs to them to avoid having to deal with the consequences of her actions at home. So am I the asshole? You don't think so? Nope. Why? Uh, and I have a couple different reasons. Because I know it's really easy to just fly off the handle and say, you're an asshole. But, and and once again, this is subjective parenting. Um, her, she is attempting to stop something such as child manipulation. Because it is real. Children do it with divorced parents all the time. And the child's reasoning for yelling is a little disturbing. I'll give you that. But if the mother truly does feel that it's just an excuse, and you know she made and she highlighted a couple great points. Um, I myself try to not yell a lot because it's easy. It's easy to just default to yelling, especially when you're at your wit's end with a child who just is refusing to listen. Um, that's basically all of the age of three, just a heads up for you. Um, they get to a point where you're just not capable of r- rationally letting your words exit your body. Now, Whereas I can identify with that as a parent and I can say that it shit happens. You really do want to not yell at your kids for a lot of different reasons. Um, One being that it's traumatizing to them. Um, 
emotionally and they don't comprehend that type of tone or or yell or you know all they see is a giant human being you know getting in their face and yelling at them even at the age of six i mean you're a pretty small kid so the yelling thing and all that there's some there's some flaws there and work that can be done but i understand that it happens regardless of who you are yelling happens I, I don't know if you can speak to the same on that. But. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I don't, I try not to also, but, you know, there are times it happens and you have to just like acknowledge that and mm-hmm. apologize when necessary. Yes, exactly. So now the mother-in-law part, not allowing her to go over there to touch harsh, a little asshole-ish. Now, she did say that she's not allowing her to go over there, like, in general. But it's the staying over there, uh, like, over the night, right? She's like, she specified in the title during the week. So I assume it's, like, you can go over there on the weekends to see them like you normally would, but you're not going to go over there during the week to escape the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's it's not unreasonable. I mean, I take my kids to go see my parents maybe once during the week, but I'm there with them. I'm not, they're not just there without me, obviously. Right. Uh, but I have much younger kids. By the time they're six, though, I'd imagine I'd still be like over there a lot, at least. Yeah. yeah. All the time, but still like. Yeah. I mean, at the age of six, you can drop the kid off with them and, you know, they're going to be taken care of for a while and you can go out and do something. Yeah, but like during the week, especially for them to be over there without you seems kind of peculiar. I guess it depends on the relationship, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, she says that they hate her or the mother-in-law hates her. So and to take it into consideration, these aren't her parents she's dealing with. It's her husband's. Right. And there's always. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's always a little bit of differences and tension there that's awkward and unnecessary but it's there nonetheless um so you know i i don't think she's an asshole for trying to because one she's trying to keep a child's routine routines are very important for young children right i know once again even six-year-olds really honestly instilling general yeah, instilling the routine and the sense of, you know, normalcy, uh, normalcy and repetitive actions security. and security, yeah. and it helps with mental health and anxiety and everything else. If things become unstable and unpredictable, um, it usually fucks a kid up, at least in one regard or another. Right. Um, so you can't fault a woman for trying to do that and at the same time try and make a disciplinary point. Yeah. Um, if the child's behavior is not reflecting what you're trying to have them embody, screaming at them all the time is not going to achieve that. However, I understand that shit happens. Yeah. And I've seen parents who go way too hard on the screaming and are way too excessive with it. And it does bother me because I 
personally don't agree with it. It's a bad look, and it kind of starts opening up doors of other, like, is there other things going on here? Um, With, you know, based off of how aggressive this mom is being with her small child in the middle of a grocery store, you see that all the time. Do you ever, have you ever seen something and, like, part of you wants to, like, step in and say something? I could never do that, but have you ever, like, thought it like almost wanted so in those situations i've always kind of been i kind of get alert my ears kind of like perk up like a like a basset hound who just heard a rabbit like do i need to protect like, this child and usually what i notice is there's a lot of people around usually when those things occur uh-huh. And whether they think people aren't paying attention or not, they are. And, and you and usually they're oblivious to this, but they are watching and they are listening. And they most of them are trying not to get involved, but are all thinking the same thing. Yeah. And the only thing you could hope is that maybe out of that group of people you know, enough uh, sideways looks and, like, gasps or, you know, some form of uh, visual displeasure with what's going on can, we'll be pick- see. Yeah. can be picked up by the party who is uh, at fault here. Um, but, yeah, it's tough, especially, like, if you're going through Walmart and, you know, you just have that classic walmart couple who shouldn't have procreated but they did and they act like the anti-brady bunch (laughs) yeah like i've like i've had moments where i'm like like dude don't don't talk to that kid like that especially like especially in public fuck well i'm I'm simply not that guy you're not that guy but you are crazy and yeah, they are. Compare other people's kids. Yeah, there's yeah, there's, there's a there's, there's so a laundry like, there's yeah. a laundry list. But at the end of the day, what gives you the least amount of right to intervene is you don't know the whole story or the whole exactly. situation. Yeah, yeah. Has that kid been being a little shit throughout the entire store, and you're just now intersecting with where the parent is losing their patience with the situation? You know, is there an ongoing uh, situation where this is typical behavior of them while they are out in public and the parent has, you know, lost all their patience and hope on trying to get the kid to behave in the store better. But the fact of the matter is, is that you don't have someone 24 seven to watch your kids for you when you got to get shit done. So guess what, when you're going to go get shit done, those kids are with you uh-huh. and you're taking them with you, whether they're in a good mood, a shit mood, if they're you know pissed off or if they're alleviated and happy and joyful you're taking them no matter what version of them they are that day because young children's behavioral patterns and emotions and mood in general is a roller coaster yeah roller coaster um 
My three year old woke up so pissed off from his nap today. Don't you hate that? When which you have is, a good first half of the day, and then yeah, wake up from the he nap was so and happy. And we went and took, yeah, we took a nap. <laughs> he took a long ass nap too. It's like three hours. And, and you're I'm like, convinced. yes. I'm like, yeah, I've had like three hours to myself. This is great. <laughs> and then it's like, but it's like he, it's almost like he overslept. Uh-huh. And so he gets up and he's just like, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> I'm, you can't say anything to him. You'd be like, hey, Arthur, did you have a good... No! And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, <laughs> I understand. You just woke up. You're frustrated. And then, you know, you'll be like, I love you. And he'll go, no. No. No, no, no. Oh, my God, yeah. No. And I'm like, what dude all i said is i love you and he'll say no because he knows i'm trying to like calm him down and talk him down and make i want to be mad better. and he's like where's my cop and i'm like fuck i don't know where is it and you're probably gonna find it it's yeah. empty and you're gonna fill it up yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly this is fucking this is what i'm talking about so what if you're having that day but it's right in the middle of the fucking store and you're just like shut the fuck up we're in public right now you little shit it's like they want the same snack every time and then everyone's like, no, like i don't Man. want that and then everyone's like, oh, look at this guy not getting, doesn't have a handle on their children. That is so funny. No one wants to be the person going through Walmart with the screaming child. But the fact of the matter is, if you have a smartphone, hand it to them. That's so funny. You're right here. Watch Elmo. Here, yeah. play this game, but don't buy anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I have, I have a store game for Arthur because he knows. He knows that him and I have pretty much an unspoken agreement that if we go to the store and he starts getting bored instead of whining and crying about it and making me look like an asshole he'll simply request daddy i want to play game on the phone and i'm like got you okay well if it's gonna get me out of here alive then yes (laughs) here you are sir he'll say thank you daddy and i'll say you're welcome He's very polite, that you know, so for funny. his age. He's he's very animated. That's very funny. It's a fun age, but it's also a scary one. You're so right. Uh, I think your opinion on the lady is valid, and I, I agree with you on a lot of points. I feel like my opinion is super biased because I had a bad mom, right? Yes. And yeah. I see some red flags in here that make me feel like the mom's the problem. And I want to acknowledge that my opinion is biased, and I may be reading into this too much. That's fair. But but one of the things that stood out to me is where she spoke about like if you would just listen to me when I'm happy, I wouldn't be like this. Like I heard that a lot growing up. It implies mm-hmm. that like you're responsible for the mom's for her feelings and her outbursts and her emotions. Yeah. And the the other thing where the other two children are like, Yes, mother, it's our fault. But the the this girl is like no, I hate it here. But that to me <laughs> feels like the little girl is the, the six year old is the is the scapegoat kid that gets all the shit from mom, yeah. which was was also me. So like that's why that's what, that's why I'm saying it's bias <laughs> and all that. But I just you just <sighs> you're you're identifying on a different level. Than yes, the rest of us yeah, can. I'm seeing shitty mom red flags here, and that's why I feel you're triggering uh, me. I just my response to this wouldn't be. 
oh, you don't like it? You're not going over there. It would be like, okay, we need to fix the things that make you don't like it, not like it here. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would Absolutely. be my my approach to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You have just as valid points, I think, as I do. I see. I, I don't disagree with you, but I, yeah. I don't yeah. disagree with you either because you have been a victim of shitty parenting and you know you're not the only one my my wife was very much uh kind of in the same boat uh with uh parenting options and it's unfortunate you know i feel i feel bad for kids who actually do have to put up with that type of shit but it happens you know i'm gonna start sending you all the bad mom tiktoks i find so you can show your wife (laughs) okay (laughs) um yeah we like to usually just pretend she doesn't exist anymore hilarious <laughs> hilarious uh, yeah, i do that we, like 80 percent of the time yeah. and we i mean we are on a she is on a no like she's on the no contact list like she who shall not be named yeah she's definitely has no part of has no part of our children's lives no part of our lives and we worked very hard for a long time the years leading up to us having children to make sure that they would never have to experience knowing this fucking piece of shit human being yeah we're in the same place surely met Lizzie once never met isla you know never gonna see either any of us again so that, uh yeah that's an episode yeah <laughs> ending on parent drama that's really funny it was pretty solid. A good old dumpster fire esque. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, some good ramblings and raves. Worst um, things have been spoken about. Yeah, you know we're back. Tell your friends about us. Tell your mom about us. Tell your dog about us. Check out the socials. Unwise Analysis Pod. Basically everywhere it is a social media. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back with us. Thank you for indulging the best quality content that we are capable of producing once again. I hate much, but it's my best. Bye. Bye.